Well, welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I am Meg Walter. I am in studio with Eli McCann and special guest, Rebby Brassfield. Rebby, thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yay. Yay. Rebby, tell us what you've been watching. Um, okay, we downloaded a month trial of Hulu, so we're like trying to get through all the Hulu shows and mm-hmm. see what we like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Probably the most interesting one is Killing Eve. Have either of you watched it? Yes, yes. loved it. I'm I'm in it now. Are you okay? Where are you? I'm I'm like four episodes in. I took a break, but I'm yeah. getting started again. It's okay. great. Have you guys already talked about it? No, on the show? Well, I don't need to. Maggie has seen it all the way through and loved it, and has been trying to get me to watch it for a while. Yeah, but, but we haven't done like a deep dive. No. Okay, so I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a BBC show originally, right? Created by Phoebe Waller Bridge of Fleabag fame. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what got me interested in it, right? Um, about a female assassin who's a psychopath, um, played by this British actress Jodie Comer. Have you guys seen her in anything else? I didn't recognize her. No, but she's no. incredible. She is so fabulous. I love watching her. She's she's so fun to watch. And then um, uh, Sandra, Sandra O. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. from Grey's Anatomy, who plays a woman who works for MI6, who's trying to track her down. And it's funny because at this point, I'm like, what is the plot? What is the goal? Do they care? Do I even care? Really, I feel like it's just about the two women's sort of obsession with each other, which is, you know, really where it's going all along. It doesn't really matter. It's not like your typical action assassin, you know, yeah. show. Um, I love the just weird, absurd Phoebe Waller-Bridge humor just inserted into the most mm-hmm. – sometimes inappropriate places right (laughs) um but i'm not super into like brutal murder um i can't do like true crime csi any of that stuff so i don't know it's i like find myself i'm like so into it and then the murder happens and i like fast forward like i'm 12 (laughs) but i don't know so i don't know how long i'll stick with it just because i'm like starting to have violent dreams which is usually the sign that i need to like take a break Yeah, um, but I I don't know. I think it's one of the most original shows I've watched in a long time. Yeah. Um, but it's like I'm there for the comedy and I'm cringing uh, with all these like scary murders. But mm-hmm. that's also sort of the point. So it's like, I don't know if you can separate the two. But right. um, definitely the most original thing I've watched. And again, I just I love uh, Villanelle is her name in the mm-hmm. show. She's so I mean, all of her her clothes are amazing. Every accent she does is great. I just love watching her transform into all these different characters. It's like the most fun uh, brutal murder ever is. So Mm. awesome. Yeah. Been watching that mostly other than, of course, Gossip Girl. What we're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Eli, what have you been watching? A couple of things. So uh, Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. We should talk about Jim Gaffigan for a second, actually. So he has this series. I think it's on Hulu. Maybe it was Amazon. Um, Have you guys watch this it's new and it's a stand-up comedy series where he travels the world and does a stand-up show in various different countries is there one in canada yes okay i watched part of that one but i didn't know that was like the yeah so so every episode of the series he's in a different country doing a stand-up show a a totally uh, unique show for each country interesting and um he is tailoring his stand-up comedy toward the the audience in that country. So all of the jokes, like he goes to Spain and all of the jokes are about Spain. Hmm. And um, it's really fascinating. Uh, it's I, I really like Jim Gaffigan. I think he's very funny. He's like one of my favorite current stand-up comedians. This is not nearly as funny as like just his regular stuff for me, but I'm not really the intended audience for each of the episodes. Because he's talking about stuff that, you know, in Spain, for example, that I don't understand half the jokes. Mm -hmm. But the people in the audience are, like, eating it up. So I'm like, (laughs) okay, he did his homework. And 
he's bringing like stand up American type stand up comedy to these different countries that maybe don't see a ton of this kind of stand up comedy. I think it's interesting to watch. Um, and probably if you were familiar, if you know, if you looked through the series and there was a, a an episode on a country that you're really familiar with because you live there or something, it'd probably be really fun to watch that. Um, but so and then Jim Gaffigan. Have you guys been following this lately? Yeah. I just saw this long Facebook. I don't know. Apology. I didn't see the whole Twitter rant. I saw, but I saw his snap on Twitter. It was pretty great. It was pretty great. <laughs> So, he like lost it during the Republican National Convention. Like the last night, I think. Just couldn't take it anymore. And it was a long tweet thread about all the ways President Trump is terrible. And it was aggressive. And it was like he was like using profanities, which is like very not Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. And then he was coming. People were replying to him and he was like Common for not them. holding back huh. with what he thought of them. He So and it's it's so interesting because I feel like at least for me, when a celebrity makes a political statement, it usually like is a blip on my radar. Like I barely even notice it because it's just sort of most of them are predictable and whatever. Mm-hmm. Else. But Jim Gaffigan has very purposefully not been political. Um, he doesn't make political jokes, and he, his audience is one that maybe tends to skew a lot more conservative compared to most like big name stand up comedians because yeah. he has He's relatively clean, yeah family yeah. friendly shows like my fa- my parents love him you know yeah. and it's like the one stand up comedian that my parents and yes. I both enjoy together yeah, and Brian, Brian Regan, Regan yeah, yeah. Jinx. But, but, but except that I don't really care for Brian except Regan. I saw Brian Regan live you guys. I know he's obnoxious, but I saw him live Mm -hmm. and I swear I've never laughed that hard. There's something about like being there. Okay. Okay. And it was really funny because he made a joke about guns and it was supposed to be like guns are bad. And like all he said was so guns. And it was like at the University of Utah and everyone cheered. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh, no. And then he like didn't know what to do with the joke. Oh, no. He like didn't know how to finish the joke. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so anyway, sorry. Yeah, so Jim, Jim, Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan, he is, you know, he's somebody whose audience skews probably more conservative. And yeah. I think over the years, a lot of people have made assumptions about his political preferences because he's like this clean cut Catholic guy yeah, with like a, a million kids. And so when he ranted, unlike most celebrities who are making political statements right now, it like actually caught my attention. And I was just like, what? And I think a lot of people were really surprised by it. A lot of people were, of course, happy about it. A lot of people were mad, but he's like purposefully, he militantly doesn't care about the people who are mad at him, which is making it even <laughs> so funnier. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't care if this, if my career tanks from this. And he, today I saw him tweet. He's like, people keep saying you're, you're tanking your career over this. And he's like, so I guess these people are encouraging me to like choose profit over principle he's like that's what you're trying to get me to do and i'm not doing that and whatever else so he's i've just been so fascinated with the evolution of jim gaffigan's like online persona and i am excited to continue to follow it Um, but anyway his show interesting if you want to check it out and then i have restarted the comeback and i know we've talked a lot about it on this podcast so i won't talk about the content so much um the comeback on HBO. Have you ever watched that? I Starring Lisa Kudrow. Mm-mm. It's a top three or four best series I have ever seen. It mm-hmm. has the best season or series finale. I don't know what you would call it um, of any show I think I've ever seen. It is so good. Lisa Kudrow is incredible in it. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is I um, was looking up some interviews and 
stuff about the show because I just find the show so fascinating. And the show is like a mock, kind of mockumentary style show about this woman in the 90s who was like a big TV sitcom star. And they're trying to film her comeback um, as she's like trying to get back into television. And it's just sort of the train wreck of this kind of washed up actress uh, trying to come back into comedy. And so I found an interview where Lisa Kudrow is talking about where the idea for the show came from. And um, first of all, I don't think I had ever seen an interview with Lisa Kudrow. Well, she's the best. She's She's amazing. She's so smart. She's yeah. I was like really impressed with how smart she was. And also she kind of seems like no nonsense. Yeah. Like she was just in the interview, like the interviewer would start asking her a question. She just kind of jump in and like shut him down and like say her thing. And I was like, oh, she's probably kind of scary in real life. (laughs) But I like really like that. Yeah. Um, but so she she said that right after Friends wrapped, she went to lunch with the guy who ended up directing or producing the comeback. And they were talking about like, well, what what do you want to do next? And she's like, I don't really want to do TV anymore. But she's like, I have had this idea for a show. And she tells him the idea. And it's exactly what the comeback was. And he was like, that's incredible. And the reason why she was so interested in doing it was reality television was pretty new at the time. Mm-hmm. And she was fascinated with the idea that from her perspective, um, everybody who was involved in reality television were just making fools of themselves. And she's like, oh, people are willing to humiliate themselves on reality television for fame. And she just thought that as a concept was so interesting. So she's like, we should make a show about that, about a woman humiliating herself just to try and get back in the limelight. And uh, it made me think about, you know, just kind of the evolution of reality television from 2005 when they were having this conversation to today where, you know, The Bachelor exists and Real Housewives <laughs> and, you know, whatever else. Um, yeah. And I, I thought it was, like, very astute of her at that time to just be like, oh, we should hone in on this. And then they execute it so flawlessly. Um, and it's such a fascinating watch. So I highly recommend, if you have not done the comeback, if we have not talked you into it yet, you should on HBO. It's also one of those shows where once you watch it, all these other things are going to start fitting into place. Like, because people make jokes about it a lot and mm-hmm. it's used in memes a lot. Um, and once you've watched it, it just, it's it's like having watched Citizen Kane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It honestly, that's what it feels like. Yeah, and I'm it, excited. And I, I will say too, I feel like the show was ahead of its time in a few ways. But one of the ways is the setup of the show makes you think that this is going to be a show about a starring woman who has a lot of like fight and contention with a couple of other women. When in reality, like the course of the show, the women in the show are like all there for each other and the dudes are the problem They're, the villain in the comeback is one of the best villains in tv amazing and but they 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 lay it out subtly enough that you kind of get to the end of the show and you're like oh like actually some of those relationships that i thought there was tension in ended up being like really healthy positive parts of the show yeah and this other kind of dynamic was a really really toxic one and it's a, especially a super fascinating show to watch uh following like me too and time's up moments where you sort of see this like toxic masculinity dynamic playing out in a workplace against a woman and so anyway that's uh that's what i've been watching we could go on and on yeah but i'm gonna instead tell you what i've been watching please do the real housewives of salt lake trailer over and over and over over and over okay i've I've probably seen it 50 times (laughs) tell us it's awful i cannot wait i cannot wait it's going to be so great so terrible and so wonderful 
So are there is is religion an element in this? Uh, <laughs> what was it in Eli, the first? Have you not watched I the not, trailer? Watched oh, you got to watch it. Okay. But okay, I feel like we've talked about this a little bit. The I was so afraid of the women actually representing Utah. Not even close. Not even close. So in a weird weird way I feel it's a relieved because I'm like, cool. It'll be bad, but it won't be accurate. You know, okay. and it's making me wonder how accurate any of these housewife shows are. I mean, I'm sure they're not, right? It's all for drama. But yeah. I just thought it was interesting how I'm like, oh, I don't recognize any of those women. Like, maybe I've only lived in certain parts of Utah. Like, maybe, like, I think you said in your piece, it's like a Park City scene, mm-hmm. which is like in Utah, but not of Utah, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I was surprised. I was actually, I was surprised to find my my primary emotion being relief. I thought, I, we were, I thought we were going to see Rachel Parcell on the show. Oh, yeah. And it was going to be like some of the girls I went to high school with. And uh-huh. it was going to be super awkward. I could not be more relieved. They're like, most of them are middle-aged, could easily live in New York. Very different style than most Utahns. It's going to be a little uncomfortable because the Mormon stuff is going to come up. And they all have significant baggage. Are, are they any of them Mormon? Yes, kind of. Adjacent. A lot of them Adjacent, are like, I would say. one of them's like Mormon-ish. One says she's a good Mormon gone bad. One's yeah. leaving the church and converting to Islam. Yeah, and okay. one's like, like, it's a very big deal that I'm not Mormon anymore. Yeah, like, so, I mean, it's coming you know. up, but there's no way they can build a whole season on it because we are just such boring people. Like, very true. Mormonism is boring. Right. How are you going to build a reality television show on Well, that? and if it was actually, so I think... Um, when I back when I lived in LA, there was a, a girl in our ward, our singles ward, who worked for a producer, and they were filming a pilot. They actually filmed the pilot episode called "Marry Me, I'm Mormon." Oh no! And they wanted it all to be about like single YSAs who are aging out, right? Oh. Aging out of the singles ward, going to the mid singles ward, and all of us were like horrified <laughs> because, no, yeah. and it, it was so interesting because the people they cast again were so extreme and mm-hmm. ended up being such outliers that you were like. This isn't an accurate representation of it, but our our whole thing was like, if they actually did show the reality of our lives, like it is fascinating because it's so weird yeah. and so specific. But thank heaven, most of us were just like too level headed and yeah. and sober to not yeah. commit to this show. You know, I I don't know why nobody has made a documentary where they just take some cameras to the BYU dorms and follow students around. Oh for my gosh, some. it yeah. would be. Well, we saw a little bit with, with Provost Most Eligible. Yeah. That's I mean, true. It was, it was like brilliantly, uh, it was a brilliant accident, at least that first, <laughs> that first episode or first season. Yeah. I, I don't know how religiously Remy listens to uh, Hive Mind, but I got to say, I don't credit the producers for the brilliance of Provost Most oh. Eligible. That oh, no, was no, no. lightning was, in a bottle that they really have. You credit the culture. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because it was like, yeah, they actually tapped into the reality of it that a lot of us have lived. And yeah. oh, it was just. And it's so peculiar. It's so strange. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't, you don't get a lot of people throwing wine in each other's faces, which is what the whole housewife exactly. thing is. Yeah. And so yeah, these are I people who are not really Utahns in the way most yeah. of us think of Utahns. But couldn't you get someone with like a crippling Diet Coke addiction like me? Why didn't they call? I Why didn't they call you? I would have loved to have Megan in the show. <laughs> oh my I would have loved to be in it. <sighs> Still upset. Well, yeah. you know, you remember um, Julie from The Real World, the Mormon that was on The Real World, oh, yeah. um, New Orleans? Do you not remember? I this? don't remember. No. It was a big. It was in the 90s. She was like one of the first reality people, Mormon people to be Julie. on. Julie. Her name was Julie. <laughs> and she was the most popular 
um, character from that season. Like mm. so many of the storylines centered around her and mm. her Mormonism and like how difficult. And I remember at the time I was like early in high school or maybe middle school. I remember thinking like, well, if everybody's eating this up, they should have just done like seven Mormons from BYU because like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I think maybe Mormons would find it less interesting, but people who are not familiar with like Utah culture were just like watching her and like, oh, this is fat. This is different than the usual just kind of like we're getting too drunk and falling down in the shower, mm. yeah, which that's is what the real point. world was. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe this was an opportunity for the Real Housewives to come in and be like, OK, we're just going to have a very different season. Except they did it. And that's not the route they took. They found yeah. women who do drink and but who don't you act wonder, like housewives. Right. Do you think they tried to make it accurate? Okay, here's, that's what I'm wondering. Here's the gossip I've heard. Mm. I've heard they approached the hot a lot of these influencers. I'm sure. And that they went to their bishops and their bishops <gasps> said, don't do it. Oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> that's that's word on the street. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. Well, but, I mean, if you're Rachel Parcell, Rach, you can't do that for your brand, <laughs> right? right? I love That's the, what she is, right? I, I love the idea. She doesn't need it. She doesn't need it. It's true. You know? Why would she do it? That can only I mean, it's going to be humiliating. Yeah. I feel like these women know they're not going to be shown in the best of light. Yeah. And for some of them, it's just a good business decision. Yeah. I mean, if you already have a million Instagram followers. Then you don't what? need yeah. more, yeah. And a line at Nordstrom, I mean... Yeah, you already have your platform, which is probably why a lot of these women are, again, going on there. Yeah. I love the idea that Mormon bishops may have been involved in choosing the <laughs> cast of The Real Housewives. They're everywhere. Uh, anyway, I wrote a write-up of the trailer on thebeehive.com. Uh, we've been watching this British like mini-series called The Warwicker mm. something. It's fine. I keep Sounds falling asleep. British. Okay. Uh, but now I'm like committed and I just need to follow through. We've watched two of three parts and so we need to watch part three. And we've been rewatching Arrested Development, mm-hmm. which has been delightful. Okay. What yeah. about the last few seasons? Not, no, no. I we just do not... one and two. Okay. And I then just... we're out. I'm that surprised you don't so do three. I really liked three. Maybe I need to give three another shot, but I feel three like three was before the break, right? Yes. Yeah. And three get, three completes the story arc. So the last episode of three mirrors the first episode of one. And so I always really oh. like that kind okay. of full story mm-hmm. arc. What's that called? Chiasmic? Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, the, we are here today because Rebby has started a new, not a new, she's started watching an old show Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I long ago completed. Uh, we somehow managed to talk Eli into watching how many episodes? Two. Two. <laughs> I watched two. You want to watch more, don't you? You tell... Look me in the eye. Tell me you don't want to watch more. I I wish I could watch it on double speed. Hmm. I bet you can. Because I just want to get through the content quickly. It's painful. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, Gossip Girl. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and start with my history with this show. Okay. I uh, was introduced to the show the way I'm introduced to most great media on an airplane. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a short flight. And so I had watched the majority of an episode and we landed and I was like, no, I need us to go back up in the air so that I can finish this episode. And Mm -hmm. like from that point on, I was like, this is my life now. Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch Gossip Girl. And I saw it all the way through to the very bitter end. Wow. This thing goes off the rails so badly. It ends up in Antarctica. Like it is a mess. Rebby, tell me what in your life led you to you starting Gossip Girl? I have been asking myself that question Mm -hmm. since I started... It's funny because I had, you know, I had friends who watched it. I was, I think, like early in college when yeah. it was popular. I was never really interested in then. 
I've tried to watch the pilot or the first episode a couple times sure. over the years, and I could never get through more than 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, ugh, this time I was semi alone with my eight month old son for two days because my husband was at a wedding. Ugh. And this, the level of exhaustion mm-hmm. was such that I was like, I need my mind to be numbed. <laughs> I need like just something to take away. Yeah. 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 Everything that, you know. So, yeah, I watched six episodes. Well, in two days. It wasn't, like, terrible. But that's, like, more than I'm, like, typically watching lately. Um, And I could think of nothing else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The rest is history. I I watched the first season. um, And my husband has sort of started watching it with me, which is, like, actually really great. He, like, sat in on one episode. But now it's, like, actually so fun. It's it's hilarious to watch the show, which I'm sure we'll talk more about in this far removed from it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just bad television at its finest, plus <laughs> all, it's like so time-stamped, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was hopeful I would only watch one season, but last night I started season two, so. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it'll just fizzle out, but um, yeah, that's, that's what led me to this point. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Eli, tell me, tell me uh, your exposure to I Gossip have Girl. none. Is this a typical CW show? Like, is this very... I've never watched any CW show ever. I've only watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Have you guys watched yeah. that? Oh, okay. I didn't realize that Which was CW. I actually think is really smart. Great. Yeah. Even though it's, like, drives you up the wall. Yeah. It's... it's And that's a lot later. Mm-hmm. But also, like, Riverdale is a CW show. So I think that it's... <laughs> that's much more... Most of the shows are, like, is Riverdale. Is Gilmore Girls also CW? Yes. I don't, is it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. But that would be a more, like, high-quality CW yeah. show. So, yeah, I have no, you know, I've heard of it. I didn't know what the premise was. I started it last night. My dear husband walked in and was like, oh, Gossip Girl, do you want to know who who the Gossip Girl is? And I was like, I don't know yet if I want to know that. So then he left me alone. But it's funny. Like we talked, I, every few episodes, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to care about who Gossip Girl is. But like, it's really not a part of the plot at all. And sometimes it, it really doesn't make sense. Like, is she actually narrating it? Like, or he? Or he? We they? Don't we don't know. I do. Yeah, not to Meg flex, knows. but I do. Meg I knows. put in the work. You, put you in did to get there. Yeah. Should you we? Let's uh, let's uh, let's explain. Okay. As much as you can, what the show is. Oh yeah. Bunch of rich New York high schoolers living Upper East Siders. Upper East Thirty-year-old high schoolers. Yeah, yes. I mean, they are well, twenty. Blake Lively yeah. and what's her face? What's her face? Leighton Meester. Yes. And Penn Badgley mm-hmm. and their hot friend. who has Chase Crawford. Chase Crawford. Hot friend. Who is Chuck Bass? Ed Westwick. Ed Westwick. I've gone down rabbit holes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, they are all friends. They are the cool kids at this private school on the Upper East Side. They're plagued, though, by the presence of an anonymous blogger, mm-hmm. Gossip Girl. Who writes about all of their lives? So they're are they reading this? Yeah, they all read it. Have you seen them get the notifications it. on their phone? Like they'll oh. maybe you haven't seen an episode where that happens yet. Like they really do a horrible job of weaving this into the plot. Like, but you know, it's her voice that comes. She's on. narrating. Yeah, Kristen Bell is the really voice That's of Bell. Gossip Gosh, Girl. I didn't realize. That's yeah. Amazing. So I I know she's been narrating it, but I didn't know that they were also reading what she's narrating. Oh yeah, they're well, all checking in because she's got the hot goss. But it doesn't make sense. Though, because sometimes she narrates things that, I, I don't know, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It's clearly Which it's not someone with insider info. Yes, but mm-hmm. sometimes on they'll be like standing in the hallway and all their phones blow up and they look at it and it's about Blair and then Blair walks by and they all 
yeah. whisper oh. about her. Yeah, 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 so yeah. that's what it's supposed to be is like, oh, our lives are being, you know. Th- and this had to have been in the height of blogs being, I don't know, again, watching it. It's like 2007. 2007. Yeah, which yeah. was yeah. like. Yeah. We, we all had a blog spot. I oh still my gosh. do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, I just I recently buried mine. I'm like, it's time to hide this. <laughs> We've talked about away. our live journals before. And oh, oh boy, oh, boy. Yeah. If I have to revisit that, that's yeah. going to be painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad. Um, and so, you know, apparently their lives are interesting enough to keep up nine seasons worth of this blog. And yeah. shenanigans ensue. It's the usual teen, uh, questionable borderline rape and also uh, mm-hmm. lots of drinking and also perfect hair really great clothes oh, mm-hmm. and like somehow an immaculate like party that requires a costume in yeah. every single episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like amazing these parties that would cost two million dollars to put on oh yeah in, yeah like high school in high school i was like playing yeah. uno with my friends oh, and yeah. like i know i wasn't cool but also like i think the <laughs> no. cool kids like were just like turning on like you know, in sync or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's also interesting to me to watch these shows having had like such a tame high school. Like I wasn't, even though my life, I didn't live this wealthy life. Like none of my friends were really like drinking or yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, even now that I'm like, you know, have grown up, I feel like I still don't like know how to relate to teen shows. Cause I'm like, would I have been that? Like it just never yeah. made sense to me. And I'm sure it never was relatable really to anyone. But it's just so interesting. This is a really interesting topic because we all grew up in Utah, right? Yes. And so we all went to these very, like, Utah Mormony high schools. And I always assumed that TV shows about teenagers showing them party, that I just always assumed, like, oh, well, that's what high school is like outside of Utah. We're just weird here. My husband, Skylar, went to high school in Portland, and he, he has, like, thoroughly talked about this with me. And he's like, no, 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 no. No high school is like that ever anywhere Mm. he's like none of the kids in my high school like we're not having drunken parties he's like i did not see alcohol being consumed by like my peers until i was in my 20s and he's like i wasn't like the coolest kid in school either but like no like kids aren't having sex like nearly as often as tv shows try and make you think they are and if you see like a 16 year old in real life they're children. Oh they my are, gosh. They are babies. They're children. I know. Tiny it's, little babies. Yeah, that's what is so uncomfortable. Too in in I don't know, can I give spoilers? I don't know how much. Sure. I don't care. Sure. Well, Cover your ears. Okay. Come at me. Well, it's just in episode or in season two, one of them is having an affair with a married woman, and I'm like, this is straight up illegal. Yeah. Like yeah. so much of it is just it's so mature for their age. And it's just oh like if that was happening in real life, it would be a big deal. It would, it would be getting reported to authorities. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's I don't know. It's it's very hard to know how to relate to this show. But I mean I guess all teen shows I feel like they're they're always cast older. Mm-hmm. Which I had a friend who I think it was after we watched to all the boys I've loved before, we decided that they do that so that, like, when women like us in our 30s have a crush on Noah Centineo, mm. it's not illegal. It's not <laughs> as weird. Right? It's like, yeah. okay, like, you know, he's cute, but I don't have to feel like, like how total I creep. the Sandlot the other day, and I'm <gasps> like, I feel like a real creep, but that Benny the Jet Rodriguez is, is very cute. Yeah. Yeah. He's 12. <laughs> yeah. I should be in jail. My oh theory, my though, is that if we were kids at the time when we first saw it, it's okay for us to still... Yeah, maybe that's it. That's maybe true. it's nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that they works. made the Sandlot now, and the 12-year-old, you were like woo but i think that there's probably something buried deep yeah. within yeah. you i really hope that's true yeah. otherwise from when i was a teenager oh boy yeah. yeah it's a nostalgia crush i hope it so. passes yeah. so Rebby, why don't you tell us 
I, it's impossible for us to talk about this show as a whole. There's just too much, too many twists and turns, too many lost children, too many surprise siblings who then disappear forever. And they all have perfect hair along the way. Yes. Oh, amazing. These are very hot people. Everyone on this show is <laughs> a hot, hot person except for Blair's father-in-law. And he's got personality for days. So, Or not father-in-law, yeah. stepfather. Excuse so me. So it's fine. Yeah, I was like, what? Tell us, tell us what's going on in the show, where you are at so, this juncture. Well, they just got back from Summer in the Hamptons. Sure. So As this is where does. season two started, yes, which um, was – I sort of wanted them to stay there forever because it's so beautiful and great. Mm. Um, Dan and Serena broke up over the summer, right, for really no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And even they don't know. They're like, well, why did we break up? We just had to. I don't know. Trust well, Georgina Sparks, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they so they're just coming back from summer in the Hamptons. Um, Blair is it's this whole thing. Okay, Chuck Bass. I mean, we ha- well we have to talk about Chuck, Chuck Bass at some point. But he has essentially at the end of the last season, he and Blair decided they're going to be together. They're going to go to Tuscany, and then he straight up ditches her when he realizes that he's like heading into some not monogamy, but into like a relationship where he's committed. And the thought, of course, just makes him sick because he's Chuck Bass. Yeah. Um, as he likes to tell you. And um, so it's them coming back from summer. He has ditched her. She comes back. Oh, my gosh. She comes back with a fake boyfriend who she's pretending. She's, George you know, class. She's stringing him along mm-hmm. to make Chuck jealous, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's so amazing. He's talking to her, and he's like, you know, I have something I need to tell you. And he's like, I'm actually British. And he goes into this, like, <laughs> most horrible. And I had to pretend to be a commoner, but I'm actually a lord. It's it's so great. Oh <laughs> I don't even, gosh. I'm all over the place. But that's the most important thing is that's currently happening. Um, Blair, what she thought, she, like, heard some things about him. Chuck found out that he wasn't, like, who he said he was. But it turns out it's even better than she thought, right? Mm-hmm. So now she's like, oh, he's not my fake boyfriend. He's my real boyfriend. And I'm going to be a princess. So... But the switch from the American to British accent, we had to rewatch it like three times because it was just, it was terrible. It sounds amazing. incredible. Incredible. Yeah, it was great. So was great. Serena and Dan had been dating. So they had been dating season one. And it's this whole Is thing Dan she the buzz, comes from. Buzz head guy? Who's the, I mean, the guy their from hair goes yeah. through lots of... Oh, yeah. His hair has changed. It's the guy who stars in You. Yes. That awful Netflix series. Okay, yeah. We should talk about that, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Dan and Serena, they come from different worlds. He's low rent, as the Upper East Siders like to call mm-hmm. him. Rude. Um, and she, obviously, is Serena Vanderwoodson. Very, you know, mm-hmm. very, very wealthy. So, the whole thing is about, you know, them coming together and their different worlds, which mimics, of course, their parents. Her mom and his dad dated when they were younger. And right. it's like this whole very awkward like parallel lives mm-hmm. um but yeah they dated in the first season and then and it's like you knew it couldn't continue because they were just like happy in love and like great oh. for each other yeah how do you build a show on that exactly yeah so i like knew it was going to come to an end somehow they broke up for the summer again they're like sort of back together right now they're like hooking up and they don't know what it is um but i don't know that's where i'm at at so. one point serena submits something dan wrote to the new yorker oh it's... and they're like we're publishing it and i'm like <laughs> yes. you're publishing a 17 year old's and, piece and it's handwritten on notebook paper in. it's like it's like she like hands it to him and she's like pulled it out of his notebook yeah but yeah. he just were people writing in pen and paper in 2007 i don't even know <laughs> Is that I how just, long ago the show? That killed me when I saw that. I was like, oh, it's this kind of show. We're in like oh, yeah. fantasy land. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it's really interesting, too. I feel like we should talk about, well, actors then and now. It's interesting watching it so far in reverse. Yeah. I'm recognizing people from other things. Like, 
I'm not a huge Marvel person, but um, Sebastian Stan, who plays Bucky Barnes in Captain America, mm. is in Gossip Girl. Hmm. And it's so weird. I just wasn't expecting to see anyone Army from the Marvel Universe. Army, Army Hammer's in it? Wait, Army Hammer's in a couple Okay, episodes. how long do I have to watch to get to Army Hammer? Because <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm in. It might be a while. It might be around like season five. Oh, wow. And then um, I also recognized Rufus, Dan's dad, is from Band of Brothers. Oh, really? He plays, I don't remember his name, but he's like the super hardcore one that like never says anything, but he'll run like right <gasps> through the battle zone. That was such a good episode. It was so Band great. Of, I sobbed through that. Okay. Sorry, so, track, and I'm coming yeah. from him. It's like a place of respect, and now I'm like, "What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, how Why? did you get here?" Yeah, it's very weird. And, and I'm trying to think, like Blake Lively. Well, Blake Lively, who I only really, I mean, had loved from Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but I don't think I totally understood what made Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Did you see um, what was that movie with Anna Kendrick? No, a simple favor. A it simple has been on my list. Favor. Is it good? I loved. Really, that was the one that favor. you really loved. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I gotta watch it. And it's it. like if they let Serena Vanderwoodson be a little crazy and a little mm. dark. Mm. Like she like it feel like Serena Vanderwoodson prepared her to play that role. Interesting. And that's the first time I was like, oh Blake. Yeah. Huh? Because she's not a she's not a good actress, right? Like I'm I'm happy to look at her for as long. as Drop I need dead to. gorgeous. Yeah. So beautiful. Like, stunning. Yeah. But. Not right. Remember when she tried to do that lifestyle blog that was oh like my group, gosh. but it, it lasted so like terrible. a week. Yeah, and mm-hmm. her recipe for ribs took like ninety days, and everyone's like, "Blake, <laughs> yeah, her throw Who pillows were like two hundred dollars." It was yeah, I do remember that oh, for wow. Blake. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm on board for Blake, but I don't think she's. I mean, I mean are I'm, any of them great? I weirdly think Blair is like the best. I was actress. just gonna say, I'm surprised Leighton Meester hasn't like popped off because yeah. I feel like she's the only one on that show who was doing the work. Yeah, everyone else was just showing up and looking hot. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Jenny, she went completely. Oh yeah, nuts. that's really sad. Yeah. Is that that's yeah. the younger sister? Yeah, right? yeah. And they Skylar kept her for a that. season, and then yeah. it was like we could not work with. It was you. like that's a so Lindsay sad. Lohan level. Yeah. Yeah. Meltdown, right? Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, and then um, I mean, Chuck Bass, the actor who plays him, I've only seen him in this like amazingly horrible holiday rom com called Chalet Girl. Have either of you seen <laughs> that it? tracks? No. no, but I um, want to. Felicity Jones is also in it. Okay. Like Why? pre-Oscar oh. nomination, I don't know. She plays a skateboarder who gets injured and then has to like be a snow- learn to be a snowboarder. Sure. Anyway, they sure. end up at a lodge together, but he hasn't done anything else, right? Chuck he, Bass. You know, he's on like some Netflix show that I keep seeing the previews for, but that hasn't grabbed me enough to watch. Yeah. But yeah. Also surprising that his career hasn't done. Yeah, have any of their much. other than Blake? Have any of them done? Leighton was on, like, a sitcom that I don't know if it's still on or not. Okay. The, the only person I recognized was the guy in You. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't think he did anything, or at least I hadn't heard of he anything in a few until movies. this. Was he? Okay. Yeah. I've seen him in a couple bigger hmm. movies, but he was never the star. Yeah. Okay. Just kind of support. I think he's actually a good actor, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, maybe the most he real and character. I Leighton are the most... Trace Crawford. Oh. Bless his heart. <laughs> Bless his heart. Okay, but he's in that new Amazon show, The Boys. Oh, I... I haven't watched it, but I... I watched the first season. Okay. Who is he in The Boys? I don't know. I just looked on his Instagram, and I saw I saw him there. <laughs> I had to know if I he might have to done my words else. if he's, like, really good in it. Yeah. I can't think of who he is. Well, it's funny, because in Gossip Girl, yeah, everything he does, it's like he just makes the hottest face possible, you know? Like, he's... Everything is, like, with a smolder. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's who he's supposed to be, but it's... It's pretty terrible. It's pretty rough. I, there's so much I want to talk with you guys about, 
but like I need you to get there first. Uh, yeah. You keep saying it goes off the rails. It does. And I want to so know. Fun. I want to know why. So Tell just list like five like kidnap murder. Well, okay. <laughs> Ivanka Trump is in it at one what? point, oh, no. and Jared Kushner. Oh my god. Oh no. Um, they all go to college, but then don't. They that's all, what I'm wondering. They all is, like yeah, go to NYU, year. and then they're like, actually, let's just stay in high school. Wait, what? Like yeah. they go back to high school? They just like decide not to go to college and they still meet every day on the steps of the Met for lunch. Oh my gosh. Because like you well, just Didn't they think it through? Like, you don't start junior year, right? Like, don't you start Scarlet earlier? Because I'm like, freshman. what were you thinking? Yeah. And then like have them all, like do Save by the Bell. They all go to the same college. Yes. You know, all go to the sh- NYU. The no show big is deal. already ridiculous. People aren't going to jump ship if they yeah. all no. go to the same <laughs> There's college. A plot hole. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, do you do you really want me to keep going? Well, I want you to not spoil it, but lightly lightly dust me. I will dust say them. that there's a character who shows up, and you think there's going to be a major storyline around them, and they're only there for one episode, <laughs> which makes me think there's like a contractual. Thing. So, okay, who wrote the? Do we know have the writers of the show written anything else? They're probably about? anonymous and probably don't want anyone to know. <laughs> Just their like identity. Gossip Girl, they're exactly. Gossip Girl, Gossip they are Girl, Gossip Girl, yeah. Themselves wrote this show. <laughs> Just so nuts. Um, it's, it's a trip. Also, the fashion I feel like is another thing. Things I did mm-hmm. not remember were trends. Mm-hmm. Brightly colored tights. Mm-hmm. Like oh my under- gosh! Remember that when we all had Zoe de Chanel tights <laughs> yes. and we were like, gosh. "I'm wearing yellow tights okay. with my purple dress." And that's what Blair and they wear them like under shorts, like bright red tights under. Yeah. I do not remember that trend. I don't remember that either. Um, Blake Lively is often wearing like a a very loose tie over a t-shirt, like sure. an Avril Lavigne yeah. tie. Sure, yeah. I don't, I don't love it. Yeah, um, the other one I noticed was like big flowers in your hair. Yeah, um, which shamefully made me remember like going to the craft store for like the bargain version and like <laughs> getting some silk flowers. Did and, you like, ever do gluing a bobby pin on it? Feathers <laughs> in your hair. Yes, yeah. I did. I had yeah. a headband with feathers. Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah, the fashion is incredible. And again how we were talking about like not knowing whether you can actually relate to a teen show with the fashion I'm like was that cool because their fashion is so elevated. supposed to be yeah so elevated that it's not like every teen was wearing what they're wearing right but I'm like did I wear that I know I maybe wanted to wear that but yeah it's it's sometimes hard to tell huh. there is a website called go fuck yourself uh which is really great and they do celebrity fashion mm-hmm and they would recap every episode, and it was all focused on oh, the fashion. That's amazing. If you, you can find them, you should go back and oh, read yeah. them because they're incredible. The looks, and I think that it was like a huge clothing budget. Oh, I'm like sure. Like they set aside a ton of money for the clothes because it was a hit. Oh yeah, people loved gossip, and Girl. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Even the difference from I always love when you can tell that the budget has been upped, and I'm only two episodes in, but. Yeah. I can already tell. It's like the sets are amazing. Yeah. Every outfit is amazing. It used yeah. to be it felt like each episode there was like one like show outfit, but now it's like they're each in like five different outfit outfits for per episode and yeah. it's all just like amazing. Like, oh, you yeah. have money now. Yeah. It's this is <laughs> like when the office comes back in season 2 and then again in season 3 yeah. and it, each season you're like, "Oh, you guys got a lot more money since yeah. we last saw you." Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So exciting. So you're going to keep watching? I hope not. But also, <laughs> I hope not because of, again, what it, like, signifies is happening in my personal life. But also, sometimes you just need to lay on the couch yeah. and and watch something. You absolutely do. And you deserve that. You deserve it. 
you do. Should, I, I mean, hope that you continue. Rebby, I did pitch to you the possibility of us just splitting up the episodes like a group it's assignment. It's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a great idea. And like, here's a one text message about what you missed on that episode. Great, yeah. moving on. Okay, except have you tried to explain an episode? Because there was one where like, I don't know, Scott came in halfway through it and he's like, just like, tell me what happened. And like, well, she was dating her, but they used to date each other. And then her dad was dating him, but then they broke up. Like, it, there was so much that happened. I'm like, it's a web. I actually don't know how to explain this to you. And there's just, there's a lot that happened. I was going to say, I think you could pick like an episode a season and kind of get the gist, but you'd be missing so much crazy. Yeah. That it's like, you're not there for the plot. You're oh, there no. for the twists and turns. It's true. And you're there, yeah, just for the terrible lines. Like, oh, yeah, so Chuck Bastard. <laughs> So bad. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Um, I recommend Gossip Girl if you're looking for trash. Trash TV. Yeah. If you Yeah. Yeah. It's a certain kind of trash. And in a very pre Me Too world. Like I that actually was yeah. encouraging to me to see like, oh, if Chuck Bass if his lines were written today, like there is no there is no world in which he would be allowed to say the things he says. Yeah. Every single thing he says is like not even like suggestive in like an okay way. It's like so horrible gross. and uh-huh. gross that gross. it's just I'm like, okay, some progress has been made. Yeah. Interesting. It's encouraging. I would call it the trash of like your very wealthy neighbor. Mm-hmm. You know? You're picking through that trash. Oh, yeah. It's not like your average okay. trash on the street. It's yeah. like you might find like a hog and dolls bar. Oh yeah. <laughs> Highbrow trash for sure. Highbrow trash. High class trash. Yeah. Um, Rebby, thank you so much for Sharing this journey with us. Oh, yeah. Thanks for watching Gossip Girl, Eli. You're welcome, I guess. <laughs> I, I'm really just like pulling for you to just keep going. I know. Yeah. Meg likes torturing me with this type of thing. Whenever she finds something that's like, oh, this will not be your thing, please watch it. <laughs> just to see. You never know. You, you never know. You don't. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Um, please remember to subscribe to our newsletter on thebeehive.com. And also, if you haven't already become a member of the Beehive, it's a small amount of money to support us um, and help the site grow. And we really appreciate it. That's on the member page at thebeehive.com. And we will see you next week. Bye.